You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, supplements, drugs, diseases, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've been lied to for decades and it's killing us. It's time for you to learn the truth. And Kim and I are here to help you find your destination health. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome back. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Boy, it seems like forever. We skipped a week, and uh, it's good to be mm-hmm. back at it. It sure is. It sure is. Yeah, it was, I was I got texts from people saying, why do I feel it? And I feel it, and I know you and I both feel the same way. I feel like we've, uh, something's so missing when we don't have a week with the show. Yeah, but I will say we... Put the time to good use. The reason we weren't recording last week was we had uh, a week of just really intensive work to get out our first course online. And our first course is all about getting started in keto. So, you know, we get a lot of questions about it here. And and you can find things on the Internet. There's certainly books and recipes. But it's kind of hard to put it all together you know, and know exactly what to do. We, we, you and I even, when we're working with people one-on-one, they'll say, you know, I've been listening, but I still don't really know what I should do or what I should eat. So this course that's going to be available online is just step-by-step. So if there's ever a question about what you should be doing, you can go right back to that section. It's got video, it's got audio, it's got, you know, worksheets and things you can download. And we are... I still think this is a little bit of an aggressive schedule, but the team has tried to convince me that we can get this out by Monday. Uh, I'm not so sure we're going to make it. I'm really, really happy with the course and everything we've gotten done, but I don't want to release it till it's really good. It's good now. It's just not done. So it's I, I've got you know three or four days that I've just got to lock myself in the studio and get things finished, but I'm excited about that course. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's everybody else is going to be really excited as well. Cause, uh, and I know we've been wanting to do this for so long and you've worked so hard on it. Um, I'm anxious to see the whole picture as well. Um, cause you know how many people out there will, will just benefit from it. You know, I was surprised when I first had the idea, there are, there are two big platforms Um, online for creating courses, almost like a school course. You know, it's very similar to what you and I went through with the NTP, where, you know, you've got video online, you've got worksheets, you've got book recommendations, you've got reading you have to go do. Um, This is similar. And when I looked at the two major platforms and I did a bunch of searches, I was shocked that I couldn't find any really good resource and course on keto. 
I mean, there were a couple that were okay, but they were really put together by somebody that had just tried it themselves, and they were kind of sharing their own experiences. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't very in-depth. There wasn't a lot of background. They didn't understand the nutrition. They didn't really understand, you know, what was happening. So it was kind of a, well, do this and this and this, but without any explanation of why you do those things, um, I, I think you lose something there. So I expected to see a ton of courses because keto and paleo and these things have become so popular. But, you know, other than what I found was a lot of really expensive coaching. You know, if you wanted to work with somebody and have them, you know, with you every step of the way, you can do that. But it's pretty expensive and you're kind of locked into a schedule. You and I do things like that, but we also realize there's, there's a need for a self-paced, self-taught resource where you can just say, you know, I want to try this. I need to know how to do it. So I'm excited. I thought there was going to be a lot out there, and there really isn't. And you know what? We have a benefit, which I'm so grateful of, um, that we have such a huge tribe that believes in the keto diet as well. So we've got to learn a lot from them, and then that's just going to be coming through you back out to people. So it's just a a great thing. Absolutely. You know, when you do it yourself, you may or may not run into certain problems. And if you don't run into those problems, you're not even going to know they exist. But for you and I working with so many people on this and taking calls on the air and doing our mentoring, we get all this feedback and we've identified all kinds of patterns. And in fact, today's show is going to be about one of those things that we've identified just recently. Uh, And we've been doing this for three years now and this is a, a, an affliction, a condition that we're starting to learn a lot more about. And when I say we, I really mean kind of the, you know, holistic medical community, the people who believe in real food and lifestyle and not drugs and all the other things. You know, it, it's, it's still really new and we're still identifying and you know, figuring things out, and, and this is one of them. So I guess with that, we'll, we'll lead right into what the show's about today. It's about a condition called SIBO, S-I-B-O, or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. You know, I, I first came across this, you know, maybe a year or so ago and thought, well, you know, I'll keep that in the back of my mind, and if I, you know, ever come across a case, I'll, I'll know, and I'll go do the research. But more and more what we're finding is that many of the known digestive conditions, things like Crohn's, you know, we hear about Crohn's all the time. It's very common. Um, Ulcerative colitis, we hear about that all the time, very common. Um, IBS, IBSD, IBSC, all the IB, you know, conditions with digestion. And We've been hearing about these things for a long time. There's all kinds of crazy, powerful drugs they're giving people for these conditions, and they're just making things worse. Well, what we're starting to find now is that many of those conditions that have been identified and are traditionally treated by medicine and not treated very successfully, many of them could be caused by SIBO to begin with, and it's never been identified. 
And it makes sense once you understand this. And if you go back and watch any of the things we've done on digestion, we've done webinars, we did a whole series on this show about it. We always talk about digestion being north to south. And we always say that if any step is compromised, every step after that is going to be compromised. And we talk about it starts in the brain. Now, if you compromise that step, which people do every single day, the rest of the system's already off to a bad start. Then we have chewing. Then we get to stomach acid, which we know is a huge problem with people, lack of stomach acid. And the next step after that really is kind of the small intestine. We have the liver, gallbladder. They come into play. We deal with those. We really didn't do a whole lot with the small intestine. We really didn't know there was, you know, any problems happening there. But the small intestine is where we absorb all of the nutrients. So, you know, the, we have all these steps up north that get our food ready to be digested. Then it starts in the stomach. And then we go to liver, gallbladder, and then it's the small intestine. And that's where we absorb all of our nutrients. Now, we have to always keep in mind that our health is always about nutrients, always. I mean, that's what everything comes down to. That's why we start with a nutrient-dense diet. And then we've always said, if you can't digest those nutrients, it's not going to do you any good. So we focused on digestion and we've fixed most of the problems. But we run into people that can be problematic at times and we don't get the results we want And this may be another key that we've been missing. If you have SIBO and it's turning out to be much more common than what we thought, one of the biggest problems with SIBO is you won't absorb the nutrients. The nutrient absorption in the small intestine is going to be compromised. If you can't absorb the nutrients, we can't fix any of the other problems. That's why this is that crazy catch-22 You know, you have to have the nutrients to fix the problems, but in order to get the nutrients, you have to fix the problems. So it's, we, we have to address this very systematically and we've been doing that, but I think this may be uh, a real key when people are having problems with anything, whether it's keto or paleo or their health or anything, we always have to come back to nutrition. And if you're having problems, this is definitely something you want to look at. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some symptoms of SIBO. There's lots of them. And uh, a little bit about what you could do. And then we're going to get to calls and questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Destination Health. I'm Kevin Rothman.
welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Kim's here with me. This is Destination Health. We're talking about SIBO today, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, Kim, the, the list of symptoms on this is pretty crazy, and there are certainly lots of other conditions that could cause some of these. There are some clues in here. You know, a combination of certain symptoms would almost guarantee that it's SIBO. There is a test that can be done. There, there's a breath test they can do in a lab um, to identify this without a doubt. I, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of testing. I, I just don't want to spend people's money and waste their time. We could test for so many things. Um, so unless we've identified that you have these symptoms, I wouldn't recommend just randomly taking the test. But even if we identify the symptoms, sometimes you're just better off fixing your diet, taking a couple supplements and seeing what happens. Um, nothing about any of the protocols would hurt you. And it might be easier and less expensive than the testing. But if you really want to know, there is a breath test that will identify this. The, the medical community does acknowledge that it exists and they will test for it and identify it the problem comes in in the way they treat it. So it is a bacterial overgrowth. It doesn't matter really whether it's good bacteria or bad. It's not supposed to be in quantity in the small intestine. So whether it's good or bad doesn't matter. If it gets there, it's going to cause problems. The way the medical community gets rid of it is antibiotics. That's what they do when there are bacterial infections. The problem with it is it's been shown over and over and over. Antibiotics will fix the problem, but it will come back almost every single time because we haven't addressed the underlying condition of why the bacteria is there. So not only is it going to come back, but every time we take antibiotics, we create a whole bunch of other problems because we're killing all the bacteria. And, and what, what has been shown is that if you wipe out the bacteria, the odds of replacing it with bad bacteria are even higher. So every time you take a round of antibiotics, you're very likely to make everything worse over time. The really good news is that it's been proven that natural and herbal remedies work just as effectively and they don't um, wipe out the good bacteria and you don't get the problem reoccurring as long as we address the underlying cause. Um, the underlying cause is usually we've compromised the steps leading up to the small intestine. So if we fix the brain, so we're eating in the right state of mind, we chew our food properly, we have good, strong stomach acid. We may need to supplement for that. We have good um, liver gallbladder function with, you know, good release of bile and enzymes. Then we've prepared the food properly to move into the small intestine. And if we wipe out the bad bacteria or all the bacteria that shouldn't be there and we fix those underlying causes, it shouldn't come back. And then... Many people find that the, the other conditions, things like Crohn's and IBS and IBD, start to improve 
because we fixed the underlying causes. Again, when, when you look at Crohn's and IBS and IBD and ulcerative colitis, the, the drugs that the medical community gives for these diseases are, are immune suppressant drugs, which create all kinds of problems. So we, we don't, and, and they barely keep the symptoms under control. So we really want to fix this. So one of the real keys to this is if you feel bloated and you're belching a lot after you eat, that's a pretty good chance you've got SIBO. What's going on is the, the bacteria in your small intestine actually starts to digest your food, which you don't want that. You don't want the bacteria to get it. You need it at that point. We want the bacteria in the large intestine and the colon, and they will then digest the food that we didn't digest. You know, we talk about, you know, fiber and and some of the other things that we can't break down and digest. And it's that's good food for our bacteria in our large intestine. But when the bacteria is in the small intestine, it's actually stealing the food we need and the nutrients we need. And when it does that, it causes methane. And that's the gas that creates the bloating and that overfull feeling and then the belching. That, that's a pretty good indicator. Um, a lot of the other um, symptoms could be a lot of things. Nausea, vomiting, those are pretty severe. Diarrhea, malnutrition. Actually, weight loss can be a sign because we're not getting the nutrients we need. Um, joint pain, fatigue, rashes. Um, asthma, depression, obviously those could be caused by a lot of other things. If you have the bloating after you eat and you have acne, eczema, rashes, and rosacea, those have been really tied very closely to SIBO. Isn't that bizarre? Something like uh, rosacea, and it turns out that it's a digestive problem. Which it kind of makes sense. We're finding, I mean, it just it just makes sense with just how our body reacts to things working properly and not working properly inside. It's going to rear its ugly head somewhere, and you know, with our skin being the biggest organ, that's that's I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So they've shown really, really strong correlation to rosacea and SIBO. And the good news is if you clear up the SIBO, the rosacea goes away. And some people have fight that their whole life. Yeah. They take drugs and, wow. it's, and it turns out that if you clear up the SIBO, these things go away. The other thing that we see that is a real problem because it blocks everything we're trying to fix. So when we look at all the conditions we're trying to help people with, um, when we get stuck, it can be frustrating But what you see with this is you see iron deficiency, vitamin B12 deficiency, and B12 is so important, calcium deficiency, and here's the big one, deficiencies in all of the fat-soluble vitamins, so A, D, E, and K. And those are so critical to our health. So, you know, in, in one... You know, on one hand, it's like, wow, one more problem we've got to deal with. But on the other hand, I get excited about this kind of stuff because here is a problem that we can solve. And if we solve it, 
so many other things resolve themselves. Um, there are definitely protocols for addressing SIBO, and you really want to work on this very comprehensively, meaning you want to attack all of the issues at once. You know, we want to deal with how you're eating. So are you in a good state of mind? Are you in that parasympathetic rest and digest mode when you eat? Mindful of your eating. Are you chewing properly? Have you fixed your stomach acid? People who have been on antacids and proton pump inhibitors are at a much, much higher risk for SIBO because they don't have the strong stomach acid. They're, they're uh, suppressing their stomach acid with these drugs, and that means undigested food makes its way into our small intestine. That's a big start of the problem. So if you've been on antacids or proton pump inhibitors, or you are currently, you have to fix that problem first. We have a protocol for that as well. So we, we have to do this in order. Now, if we've fixed all those things and we've got liver and gallbladder working, now we can address the SIBO. Um, there are very specific protocols and diets that will help with this. So we have to do two things, really. We have to eliminate the bacteria that's in the wrong place. We just have to kill it, get it out of there. Uh, good or bad doesn't matter. We want to get rid of it. Then we have to repopulate the rest of the digestive tract with the good bacteria. One of the ways to get the bad bacteria out of there is to supplement with good probiotics and herbal um, antibacterials. So, and there are lots of them. Some are much stronger and more effective. You know, coconut oil is an antibacterial. Coconut oil alone, probably not enough to get rid of SIBO. Um, coconut oil and oregano oil. That's another one. So there are lots of these herbal remedies that can help start to kill the, the bacteria that's there. Then we repopulate and we can get rid of this without all the problems you see from antibiotics. There is also a very specific product um, that we can use that we're just now starting to get feedback on that we're pretty excited about. So there are multiple protocols. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that if you believe you have this, then let's attack it all at once. So we're not, you know, seeing some relief and then symptoms come back and we're fighting with it. I like the idea of an all-out assault. Let's get rid of it and then so many other things will get better. So let me get to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk just a little bit more about that. And then we're going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about SIBO today. So, Kim, this is one of those where if somebody wanted to, you know, do a little research, read some SIBO protocols, try a few things, they may be able to handle this on their own. It's one of those conditions, if you really feel like you have it, this is what our mentoring programs are designed to do. Um, You know, the gold and silver highway programs where we identify, yes, this is the problem. Then we work them through the protocols so that, you know, you're not kind of experimenting. You know, we'll, we'll walk them right through the protocol, what foods to eat, what not to eat, um, what supplements to take. Um, and again, remember, there's kind of a two-stage to this. We have to kill off the bacteria. We have to repopulate So this is one of those, if you really want to get this out of the way and move on, um, I would highly recommend uh, one of our mentoring programs. There's one other thing here, and I think this says a lot about why we have so many people who are dealing with this in our tribe. So we know drivers have a much, much higher incidence of diabetes. We know that virtually everybody who takes our NutriQ has blood sugar handling issues. It's so common. And this is an interesting t- statistic. Um, a study shows that SIBO was present in 43% of diabetics. Sorry, I needed to cough here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Like when, and that's the, the sad part too, is when something's unbalanced, it, it, you know, out of balance, especially blood sugar healing, we know that it just affects so much more. Yeah. And when you fix all of that, and we have a lot of, uh, you know, with the diet and stuff with sugar healing and diabetics, um, then so many other things get fixed too. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it kind of, again, seems like a strange correlation, you know, blood sugar and digestive Mm-hmm. But our bodies are are just so amazing at what they do. But if you mess up one part of the system, it's going to affect all the rest of the symptoms. So our systems. Uh, but I, I was shocked at that. Forty three percent of uh, diabetics what? had SIBO as well. Um uh, so now when you do try to get them to eat a better diet and you're not getting the results in the fix you want, this could very well be the reason why. That's um, exciting too. Yeah. See it be fixed easy. Yeah. So what do you say we get to some phone calls? That would be great, Kevin. All right. Let's do that. Let's start off in Alabama. Javin, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin and Kim. Thanks for taking my call. What's on yes, your mind I was today? Um, calling about the NutriQ client recommendations. Okay. Uh, let me say this on your recommendations. Um, there's nothing on those recommendations that would hurt. Um, all of those supplements could potentially help, but looking at your NutriQ, um, you may be absolutely one of those cases where you just keep running into roadblocks. And, and even supplements aren't going to help unless we really target them and do things in the right order. The reason I say that is if I look at your NutriQ, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twen
13 areas. And how many do we have? Um, 13 out of 16. You have 13 out of 16 where you're off the chart. So, and, and one of those is women only, so that doesn't count. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So really, um, 13 out of 15, you are off the chart. And what happens when, you know, Kim and I love cases like this because we can make so many improvements. Um, it's the low hanging fruit. You know, it's so satisfying because if you approach this properly, you're going to be amazed at how much better you start feeling. But when you have this many areas compromised, you have to be very strategic about how you address them. Um, I I can give you some ideas and send you off on your own, and you can certainly try it. Um, What we would focus on, if Kim and I were working with you directly, we would ignore everything except digestion right now. We would work hard. You've got to change diet. I mean, there's no question about that. You've got to get to a good, really clean, nutrient-dense keto. Um, I I would highly recommend a very nutrient-dense, very low-carb keto to get started unless we also identified that you had enough digestive issues that we had to do something like a GAPS protocol or a FODMAPS. This is where it gets a little trickier. Um, this is where when we're working one-on-one, we can try something, get a little feedback, go in and troubleshoot it, and, and then tweak. But we would focus on, one, just changing diet. We have to start there. Two, as far as supplements, we would only work on um, digestive supplements. So a, a hydrochloric acid, an enzyme, a um, liver gallbladder support, and I would probably address SIBO because you've got enough of those symptoms that's very possible. The the good news is once we address digestion, if we get your digestion working right and you're eating that nutrient-dense keto diet, everything to the right of digestion on this chart should show improvement. And then after, you know, with your score, I'm looking at probably 60 days of really focusing on digestion and diet. And then we would go back and retake the NutriQ. And if everything were moving in the right direction, if we were seeing improvements in all areas, we would just keep doing what we're doing. If something is stuck, like uh, adrenal, Then we would, after the 60 days, then we would go start to address the adrenal symptoms directly. So that's that's really our approach in a case like this. Fix digestion, fix diet, give it some time, 30 to 60 days, wait to see what resolves on its own, and whatever doesn't resolve, then we would work towards addressing those directly. Does that make sense? Yes. So I wouldn't um, purchase any of these or still get uh, beta PCP or the bioglucosamine 40? You know, that's that's where it gets a little tricky. Um, none of those things are going to hurt you, but you could be wasting your money. You know, it, for us right now, we wouldn't necessarily give you 
um, any of the like the glucose balance or the the blood sugar control because honestly, right now they're not going to do much good. So I, you'd just be wasting your money. So we would probably um, work on, you know, probably do like a betaine, a hydrochloric acid with the Intenzyme. Um, so that gives us the uh, hydrochloric acid and the enzymes. And then we would probably do a beta plus instead of a beta TCP in the beginning. And we would probably do a specific um, supplement for the SIBO. So that's where, you know, you could try the ones that are recommended. You may see some results, you may not. And if you don't, it can get confusing. So um, what we could do is we could put together a protocol for you. Uh, Kim's sending me a message. She'll put together a protocol for you and, and send it over and you can give it a try. Um, and you can always call into the show and tell us what's going on and we'll try to tweak it. So, you know, the working with the protocol and calling into the show is kind of, you know, it's not as good as being in one of our, uh, you know, direct programs, but we can probably work you through most of it. Yes, that's what I think I would rather do to be in uh, one of the programs directly, uh, the gold or silver plan, whichever one, you know, you think you would recommend. Well, so and, and, like you was uh, saying earlier today, like after I eat, there's a, I cough up a massive amount of cold and, you know, I just yeah. get tired and have to go to sleep, you know, go to bed after, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so the difference, there's really only one difference between the gold and the silver. They all include all the same things, except the gold includes the food inflammation test. And given the fact that you're off the charts on almost everything, my guess is you have some real problem foods that we need to identify. Because th that is honestly one of the easiest ways to fix some of these problems. You know, if we identify you're really reacting to eggs, even if you love eggs, you, you eliminate them and it starts to fix so many things. That, that's why we love the fit test and, and you are a prime example of where the fit test is probably going to do us a lot of good. So... Um, Kim will send over some ideas if you want to try this on your own. If not, um, I would recommend the gold plan, and then we'll work directly with you on this. We're going to get to a break. We're going to come back and get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get back to your calls. Hey, Kim, before we get to the calls, you know, one of our uh, youngest tribe members is watching on Facebook Live. So I'm going to give her a wave and a shout out. Isabella. Oh, oh, Isabella. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. a sweetheart. And she's one, I'll tell you what, is a lesson to everybody out there listening. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Well, hey, Isabella. <laughs> yeah, she's such a great example of, you know, what we try to get our adult tribe members to do. Um, she's been so good at doing it. She's seeing the results. So she's mm-hmm. an amazing example. She, um, along with um, just a healthy wise, just in general, and that her mom has sent us a note that she was able to get rid of her, um, and she's only seven, yeah. um, get rid of her um, glasses glasses so that we're helping her with reading so all of this is just incredible yeah so proud of all of them yeah so let's uh let's get to some phone calls let's go to california steve welcome to the program hey kevin how you doing good what's on your mind today so i've been following uh the keto diet for a couple months now i'm down 39 pounds but I've been stuck at uh, 244 for a good two weeks. And I'm just wondering if you have any ideas. I, I, I went on and I did the NutriQ just to see if that would reveal anything. Um, you know, answering the questions, it was kind of like, yeah, I had all that stuff, but I answered it as of my state. And I don't know if it was it revealed anything or not, but um, how do I break this plateau? Uh, Kim, do we have his NutriQ available? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I will go find it. Okay. Um, so we have identified lots of things that will create a plateau. The good news is with enough work, we always work through it. Um, so where would your ideal weight be? What's your target? Well, you know, that's a good question because, you know, my, my dad's been following it for a good three months now and he's down to his, uh, you know, high school football weight. So, I don't know if that's a good measure or not, but I, I, my high school football weight was like 205. You know, I, I actually think it is a good measure, um, and it's kind of where I am. You know, I'm, I'm back to the weight that I was right when I graduated high school, and, you know, you're young and we think healthy, but um, for a lot of people, that, that probably is a good natural body weight. Um, so I think 205 would be a great target for you. And, and that's, you know, 30 or so, 40 or so more pounds. Um, definitely right. doable. No 30, question. 39 more pounds. Yeah, yeah definitely doable. Um, one of the things we see is, um, are you measuring ketones at all or blood sugar? No, I'm, you know what I did in the beginning, I had the strips, but I, I pretty much know, I mean, I'm doing the intermittent fasting. I can, I can tell it on the, okay. on the, on the back of my breath. You know, I can, I can kind of feel it. Um, I'm doing the bulletproof coffee in the morning. I'm not really hungry until like two o'clock. Okay. Um, I, I know I'm in ketosis. I'm just, yeah. So we would start looking at, um, and I'll, I'll know more when we get your, uh, NutriQ up here because that will... Um, that will really guide me in the right direction. If you're still showing a lot of digestive symptoms, then it could just be poor digestion that's causing the problem. If we've got, you know, adrenal, thyroid, and pituitary off the charts, then we know it's going to be an adrenal issue. Um, sometimes it helps to monitor blood sugar, which is a lot easier and less, well, a lot less expensive than measuring blood ketones um, because elevated blood sugar sometimes can kind of keep us out of ketosis or, you know, kind of interfere with the real fat burning. Because remember, our body can produce glucose whether we're eating it or not. 
And if we, if our body's producing it for whatever reason, that's going to block some of the effects we get from ketosis. Um, do you feel like your diet is, is pretty nutrient dense? And I'm not eating a whole lot. Um, you know, I'm eating like a, a salad for lunch and, you know, a, a clean protein, a fish, a chicken, a steak, um, and, and usually a broccoli or an asparagus for a veggie. And I just, I don't have, I, I'm not very hungry at all. I, you know, I'll, I'll snack on some, some nuts and maybe some beef jerky if I get a little bit of hunger, but usually I'm kind of forcing myself to eat. Got it. Yeah. And you know, that, that just, that's actually a good sign. We know you're, you're primarily staying in ketosis. So it, it starts to lead me to either digestive or um, adrenal, one of the two. Uh, Kim's still looking. Does your last name start with a B? Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to match up my phone number, and I did match exactly, but Steve, I thought it might be. Okay, good. So okay. We, we've got, whoa, wow. Um, yeah. Not bad at all, but if we look at the peaks, um, we do have some upper GI issues still going on. Um, Probably not SIBO, though, probably more along the lines of um, maybe still some compromised uh, stomach acid. Are you supplementing with anything? I take a, a multi. I take a, a D3. I take a alpha lipoic acid. I take a, a DHA um, or, or a, it's a nutritional oil. It's got the, it's like a fish oil complex. Um I take a probiotic. Um, okay. That's about it. I was thinking about maybe doing some iodine. Uh, I, I'm not really seeing. Mm. I mean, your your mineral needs are almost zero. So I, I, I don't think we have any real mineral deficiency issues. It's a, a, interesting that you're taking the uh, EPA and the DHA and one of your highest scores, you're still lacking in essential fatty acids. Um Sometimes the, it's just the quality of those. I, I'm not a huge believer in the fish oil supplements. Um, I'm not even a huge believer in, in our uh, omega-3 supplements. We, we don't always see great results from them. Um, and it could be a, a compromised digestion somewhere. We're not absorbing them properly. Uh, I, I would probably recommend, I would drop the multi. Honestly, I'm not just not a big fan. Mm -hmm. Everything else I would keep doing. The D3 is fine. The EPA and the DHA, you could keep doing them. I, they're not really all that effective yet. A probiotic, I recommend for everybody. So, um, But I would probably start on some hydrochloric acid enzymes and um, some bile salts. And let's see if we can kind of kick up the fat digestion a little bit. You are also um, kind of spiking on pituitary, which kind of, you know, could be part of the whole... Um, adrenal axis. You've got some um, thyroid and adrenal going on as well. Uh, not a not a really a cut and dried case. Have you um, have you taken a fit test at all? I haven't. No, um, that, but you know, I was I was very um, lactose intolerant before I started on the uh, 
you know, the grain free diet. And now I can, now I can, um, digest, you know, dairy and, um, I, I'm not running to the bathroom. Um, I, I, I also had some, like, uh, some mild reactions to like, uh, avocados and some melons. And I've noticed that, um, I, I'm, you know, I was, uh, I was eating an avocado a day almost uh, for for a while, which is amazing. I no no yeah. kind of reactions to that, but so maybe the, I should take that fit test. Yeah, here's the thing. So I'm not at all surprised about the lactose intolerance. I experienced this as well. I've been lactose intolerant my whole life. Now that I eat a clean keto diet, I can eat dairy and have almost no reaction. Um, but the reaction we're looking for is not the digestive reaction from dairy. That's caused by lactose. We're looking for a reaction that's very hard to, to know in your own body that you're reacting to the proteins in the dairy, the casein and those kind of things. And they don't cause immediate symptoms that we can say, oh, I ate dairy and now I'm feeling this. So when we have somebody in a roadblock... I, I really... I really, I really Go ahead. I really is starting to enjoy dairy. You know, now that I can eat yeah. it, you know, I'm I'm putting the the carry gold in my bulletproof coffee, and I'm I've, I've sourced a a good uh, you know organic grass fed cottage cheese, and I'm and I'm I mean that's, those seem to be the only carbs I'm really getting is from dairy. I you thought know, about switching to the A2 milk products. Is that should, is that something I should do? Honestly, I think I would do one of two things because because I'm not seeing anything obvious jump out at me. So it, it could be a food reaction that's causing the roadblock. I would either do the fit test or I would start by eliminating all dairy for 30 days. Now, the, the Kerrygold, you could probably still handle the Kerrygold. It's very low in casein or you could switch to a ghee, which is virtually no casein. Uh, so I think I would go with one of those two, either test to see or eliminate it for 30 days and see if anything changes. Because I'm really starting to believe this could be a food reaction that's blocking you. Uh, there's the music. They're going to chase me out of here. We'll have to do it again next time. Thanks for joining me. Remember, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always. Do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. Thanks for tuning in to The Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.